North Carolina. It's the Lost Podcast with Jay and Jack, a podcast dedicated to the show Lost on ABC. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Lost Podcast with Jay and Jack. My name is Jay. I'm Jack. And joining us today is none other than Jorge Garcia. Welcome, Jorge. I'm Jorge. How you doing, good sir? Great. Um, you actually have a movie coming out in like two days, right? I do. Oh, is this, cool. When is this posted? Uh, it'll post like tomorrow, so I guess it'll Sweet. be tomorrow. <laughs> Don't miss the wedding ringer this Friday. It's almost like we planned it that way. <laughs> so great. It's actually, yeah. Wow. We're it's like good a tonight that show. I, that I gave Zach that ear infection. <laughs> just to delay the whole thing five years so dark it's so dark so dark. it'd be like uh breaking bad it's like remember that plant i left on your windowsill <laughs> oh my god yeah that, that uh that would be pretty uh pretty uh maniacal but i guess it's it gotta, worked just gotta stretch it to january <laughs> Um, but what what is the premise of this movie, guys? I see, you know, I follow you on Instagram. I see, you know, all the kind of pictures and stuff like that from the set and stuff like that. But um, it stars Kevin Hart, and yeah, it's good. He got work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's doing all right. Um, so the wedding ringer is um, uh, basically ja- J- Josh Gad's getting married, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, he has no male friends to create his side of the wedding party, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you know about from your weddings. And, um, Thanks. <laughs> uh, the, uh, and so Kevin Hart provides a service. Well, he'll like be your best man when you need a best man. But Josh Gad needs the whole shebang. He needs groomsmen. He needs the whole, everything. Mm-hmm. And which is, this thing that we call the golden tux. And um, that's basically it. It's, it's us pulling off this wedding for Josh Gad, who has no friends. So we kind of have to create history with him and kind of turn it into like, you know, be, uh, be the friends he never had. Nice. Oh, that's cool. It it's, looks like it's, fun. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, it's tested well. Um, I've, I'm, I'm, I've missed every screening. Because of having to be in here in Hawaii, oh, um, so horrible. Humble yeah. brag. Um, <laughs> to be in Hawaii, yeah. Uh, but it's like it's always been like the timing is like going. Oh, we have a screening. Oh, right, it's good because I'm leaving tomorrow and your screenings in two days. Awesome. <laughs> it's always stuff like that all the time. And then uh, they just had the premiere last week too. Um, but um, yeah, I'm anxious to see it myself. <laughs> So are you gonna just go to the movie theater like a like a, just like yeah. yeah nice very nice like a like a Groucho Marx nose on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you pulled it. You pulled it off at Comic Con where you you dressed uh, as a luchador, right? Uh, right. Yeah, that one time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's a little more. It's a little more conspicuous, I think. Uh, going to the rather, movies dressed like that. Would it be easier for you to go like a matinee, or do you want to be there where the whole crowd's there? 
that's what we're, I have a I have a couple friends out here, and we're we're that's that's the that's what we're deciding now. Okay, as to which location uh, we feel uh, would be best, and yeah, and there's that trade off. It's like, do we go to experience the energy of a like? Do we go Friday night to experience it as like a Friday night energy ridden kind of showing, or do we just kind of oh, let's just go and enjoy it with the afternooners we'll see <laughs> the older people right people my age that's it's true that's that's when you go to actually you know what though now that i have a kid i get it now i get going where nobody else is there so it's kind of quiet and peaceful and well just movie. you just don't want to because I, I, I get irritated easily and so you see the person on the cell phone or you have the you know people talking it just it just irritates me. I like, uh, yeah, I like going to see a movie like the Tuesday after it comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it's already gone through the whole weekend, right? And uh, yeah, there's a there's a great movie theater um, up uh, in Kaneohe that's it's usually pretty dead. It's one of those places where you got to go buy your ticket at the concession stand during the week. Nice. Oh, okay. And yeah. sometimes they'll tear it right there. You know, <laughs> it's like there's only like two people. Yep. And one guy up in the booth. No, that's that's we have one right near us that's like that. And what's great about it is it serves uh, beer and wine as well. So oh, fancy, yeah. What's I don't know. So so much fancy. It's just it's an independent theater chain, so they can kind of get away with more stuff. Oh, uh, so, yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, indies indies are are good, and the with an indie can hold on. That's always good because yeah. like a lot of independent movie places just kind of they just can't keep up. We were talking. What, what show or podcast we're talking about? How long will the theaters stay in? How long will these be a, movies out in the theater? Will they eventually just go away because it's so much easier to watch it at home? Oh, you were talking about the Jay, you were talking about uh, what's well, the movie with James Franco and uh, oh the interview. interview interview yeah. But I think it's different. I think it's the. I mean, Hollywood's already done it. Where really blockbusters are majority of what they put out because it's like the big event that you go to the movies to go see right. this movie. Where you know the more smaller indie films are released on iTunes at the same time. You know. Yeah, I think. I think there's gonna be something great. I mean, the older I get, I think there's something great to the notion of releasing a movie on VOD the same day that it comes out in theaters. But I know, like, all the theater chain, the big ones for sure, uh, are, you know, adamantly against that for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Because uh, part of their bit is, you know, that's where you do it first. I mean, it wouldn't stop me from going to the movies. I still enjoy... Going to movies is one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. I think it's for a lot of people. It's just it's 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 you don't have to do it for everything, but it's nice to go out and experience a movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I wonder if they did that. That it would be like concessions would go down in price or not? <laughs> because to be more competitive with people who can just be home and microwave a bag of popcorn. But isn't that where they make most of their money? Because I think, isn't it that the, the movie theater itself, the first week, that only makes like 10% gross of the ticket sales? And then each, each week, it goes up. It, they get a better piece of the pie. Oh, really? Most, I, I saw it one time. I was reading about it. And most of the money they make is on the popcorn and the soft drinks. That's like huge profit. The popcorn 
They charge like they need the incentives to get people to come out. Right. I mean, it's eight bucks for a you know thing of popcorn. It costs maybe twenty five cents to make. What I don't get also is the thing that's like okay, good, Um, uh, two medium drinks and a medium corn. But if you can part with one more dollar, (laughs) we will not only give you this extra large bag of corn, but a whole second bag. Of the same amount of corn. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, they like they rip off a piece of the bag and they have a bag that's actually labeled <laughs> refill. So you can get them both at the same time. You don't even have to leave the movie to refill the bag. You can get it all at the beginning. So everyone gets their own giant bag of popcorn and the drink is now a large too. It just shows yeah. you the markup there. <laughs> For a dollar. It really... Well, they put you that pressure like on you too. From you, if you don't pay the dollar, because we have a theater right like throw away North Hills. They have the thing with the water. You have the normal Dasani water, then they have the human Colosso Dasani water. Mm-hmm. Well, what you, you want to upgrade? It's it's a huge bottle of water. I mean, it's just you oh, have the, okay. you know, like a normal water bottle, like Aquafina, Dasani, Arrowhead, yeah. whatever the normal size. But they have one that's mammoth. Well, for a dollar more, you can get this one. It's like. Oh, okay. But it's like more water okay. than you get. If I drink that, I'm just going to be spending the whole time in the bathroom. So it's it's, it's so big. Well, so you, need, you, you need that app to know when to go for the pee break. That's right. <laughs> well, they don't have that anymore. They used to have the cartoon. They would stop it. And... Well, no, no. It's an app where it kind of tells you where the best place in the movie is to to take your restroom break. Oh, there really is an app like that? Yeah. There's an app like that? Yeah. Uh, they showed the last movie I went to. It was an ad before the movie started. An app to go to the bathroom. The yeah, like, best part, well, how does it determine what the best part is? It just, I guess, the people watch the movie and they now, pick what the most like least important scenes so, are. So, yeah, to the so plot. You go to a Friday movie, first day and release. Like, everybody has as, the same app. <laughs> yeah, it's like as soon as Samuel Jackson gets into the limousine, go. Basically, yeah. But that, but then the whole theater gets up. And goes to the bathroom, and now you're going to be in line the whole time. You're going to mess the part. Well, no, here's the no thing. One, not everybody's well, using it. You guys didn't even know there was an app. So yeah, no one knows still, about this app. Yet. Exactly. But, but now everybody does know. I know. So you have tomorrow <laughs> to go to the movies. Yeah, you have a short amount. You have a short window now. <laughs> Before so I go, this I, I, gets I posted, now, and okay, then okay. everyone's going to do it. <laughs> um, I used yeah. to like when I was HBO. Would they, they'd show like the right stuff or a three-hour movie? They'd actually stop the movie and say they give you three minutes. To go do get something to eat, go to the bathroom because now you have DVRs, you don't have to do that. But back in, when HBO first started, they'd, they'd have like halfway through the movie, they'd stop and put That's a time t- timer on there, and you go, okay, good, I can go to the bathroom real quick. Boom, go to the bathroom and come back and finish the movie. Simply like, time. We know how hard it is the fact that we don't have commercials for your bladder, <laughs> so we've put this failsafe in the program. Right. Uh, I I like to go to. Um, they'll do like. Uh, the movie theater in Kahal do like uh, Shakespeare's Globe Theater plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you go and like go in the afternoon and you'll watch like, you know, Taming of the Shrew. And there's always an intermission in those too where like there's like a fake curtain projected and a 15-minute timer to go stretch, go to the bathroom, yeah. get your refill. Uh, <laughs> but you unless you got the double large popcorn that you don't need to go back. And the human class well, depends on when you want to use it. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, uh, let's talk about Lost. Uh, we're we're here. To right. Talk this about is this. this is the show about Lost. 
the but, TV show. But do yes, go see the Wedding Ringer uh, in theaters on Friday. Gonna good time, good time, and, the and download that app, and download the app, and know. Well, okay, we I'll the ask best you. Time to go to oh, the you haven't seen the. You haven't oh. seen the. I was going to ask you. Oh. you haven't seen the movie yet, and though. stay to the end. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, stay to the end. I, uh, I, you'll like it. There's, <laughs> there's, just trust me. Okay. okay. If you're a fan of this podcast, there's a bit at the end you'll like. Oh. Oh. Okay. okay. Well, there you go. Um. Awesome. Well, here we Where go. Where it is at the screenings, it brought the house down. Oh, dang. Wow. Well, now I want to see it now. You didn't want to see it before? No, I mean, I want to see it yeah, right what? now. I want to wait. Come on. What? what? I, want... <laughs> I meant now is a now, now right now, now, not now. <laughs> you offended our guests, Jack. <laughs> is there a way I can... How dare I you? <laughs> well, it's, not the... over. it's not the first time I've done that. <laughs> uh, um, all right. So we, we are uh, here to talk about Exodus Part 1 and Part 2. Are you sure? I'm fairly sure, uh, but uh, let's go to the last recap. Here we go. All right. Last recap. Last recap. Last recap. All right. It's last recap time, and uh, we start out with Exodus Part 1. And we talked about this actually before recording, but now... It's not just part one and part two anymore. It's part one, two, and three. They broke up the second part into two episodes. Right. Um, which is a little weird because the, the the cutoff point for the part two, it wasn't as climactic of a, a scene. It was kind of a, a passive yeah. scene. I think it was the Twinkie scene, wasn't it? Talking about the Twinkies? I think yeah. so. Maybe something like Somewhere around that scene. Uh, but it I wasn't, will tell you. I will tell you. It was right before... It's only for streaming, right? Like, It's not broken up on like the Blu-ray, is it? Not on the well, Blu-ray, what? but I think it's on TV. It's on like Net- that too On now. Netflix. This is what the last thing I wrote. Locke likes Twinkies. Yeah, so I think that's so, where they, they broke it up yeah. there. On Netflix, which has become the go-to way to watch it because of the convenience right. of not having to get up and switch discs. Yeah, is, yeah. It, is, it, is it that bad that we're that lazy now? Because I, I have the entire collection on Blu-ray. Oh. Exactly. I'd hit the Netflix, but it's like uh, people. Well, said, it's like the shows that you keep the entire collection on Blu-ray, even though you just sit and watch it when it reruns on TV. Yeah, it's true. Like Twilight Zones. Yeah, I have them all, but I just like I just have them all to kind of feel comforted that I have them all. <laughs> In case TV I, went I don't away break them out and watch them. them. I'll watch them when there's a marathon, or if I come across one on TV with commercials, I'll watch those. But I won't break out my discs to watch them. No, <laughs> but I like way. knowing that they're there. That's true. Like first five seasons of Mash, same thing. I go, yeah, still have them. <laughs> they're there. You open they're it up. It's like same a- thing with Simpsons up Simpsons DVDs. Yep, that's true. It's, it's it's it must be like our precious. Like you open it up and you you pet it. It's like it's okay. I have you. It's all right. And oh, I'm good. Okay, good. It's still there. Good. <laughs> I don't think we have. I don't think we have a DVD player, or Blu-ray player in the house. It broke. So I think. Oh well. I didn't go buy a new one. What's that? Do you have a game console? No, they don't. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a couple in the house, but not in my room. Oh, that's well, right. You got yeah, exactly. You can watch uh, Blu-ray on there. So I could, I could, I continue watching my my James Bond collection on that. No, yeah, I, did, I didn't think about that. All right, there okay. You go. 
All right. Well, uh, this one starts out with Exodus Part One, and it starts with Rocho, uh, Rousseau, Rousseau uh, arriving on the beach, saying, "The others are coming." Yeah. Um, you skipped. You skipped the wall part. Why well, no? I was kind of going to the main parts. Do you uh, want me to uh, do every detail? No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> You're the host. Uh, I'm just here. But uh, yes, yeah, so uh, this kind of sets up the the big main driving force of the finale is that Rousseau arrives and say the others are coming. So we're 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 finally um, getting to uh, the others um, contacting uh, the the island team, or so we think. Yeah, yeah, that was one of those big group scene shoots where it's like those take a long time because you need to like everyone's got to have their few second moments on camera and stuff so it took a lot of time to set up a lot of those things and i remember it was like they were um they they, they were this whole struggle and like they were like going they, they didn't want it to be overly dramatic about the you know run hide mm-hmm. or die thing about it <laughs> um and we used to joke <laughs> when she tells her story about giving birth to alex all by herself Mm-hmm. We used to make up all this. This we, we would do this whole joke and like. <laughs> I remember uh, Matt and I would we we would go through versions uh, of like how it happened of her like squatting and then dropping the baby <laughs> and then and then like biting off the umbilical cord. <laughs> there's you know I don't know there's somewhere I think, I don't know if it's a gif. Or what? Or a GIF? Whatever. The, the there's. I don't know if you've seen. There's a thing where it's kind of like it's me and Foxy, and we do that kind of like old movie bit where like we back up mm-hmm. and we bump into each other and we get out scared. That whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about at all? Have you seen it? Do you, I do you know like what I'm talking I have. about? Was that from? The, was it there's from something, the bloopers or something? They made a gif out of it. Yeah, maybe there's something out there where it's like we do this bit where like we do this backup and then boom, like we got scared. Yeah, yeah. I think it's from that shoot, that same day. That was because like we come in, we come in from the same part of the woods, and so we had a lot of waiting time coming up <laughs> with stuff to to mess around with each other. Um, no, I mean this. Uh, what's great about uh, Exodus is it really does tie in pretty much all the storylines of season one and the flashbacks are just about everybody gets a flashback um, in this from the shoot perspective. What was that like? Was it just a a really big, was it almost as big as the pilot in terms of production and everything like that? It was, well, um, it was cool. There was, uh, I mean, are are we, we're talking about the whole Exodus as a, as a one thing. I guess so. Or did it really for you guys? Did it really seem like two separate to. shows or two ep- separate episodes for you? I know, but I'm shoot. just saying, it's like because like Exodus, we still needed LA for the plane stop this season. Mm-hmm. So we like the last bits. Uh, I think we shot in California again to um, just to cover the last stuff of us walking down the aisles of the plane after after the first season. We started building plane interiors. Um, in Hawaii, but I think this one we still had to go there, and and it was ahead like Summer Holder coming back. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, after he'd been gone for a little while, uh, it was we knew it was an undertaking, and I think we went over days. Like I think there was kind of like a thing. I was like 
from at the beginning of the season, they they thought our season shoot was going to take us to a certain date, and we ended up going over by I think at least a week. Ooh. I remember it's like it was like going. Uh, so listen, this this finale is gonna is gonna actually be two hours now, and I was like, oh, so you know they just kept uh, kept adding to it. Yep, that's that's crazy. Um, but yeah, so she, uh, Daniel, when she shows up, she says uh, she was pregnant when she came to the island. And uh, when they arrived, there's this column of black smoke and they came and kidnapped her baby. Um, after after one week. Which is, uh, that's, that's pretty pretty uh, horrible. Um, so a column of uh, black smoke is seen in the distance and then it's just this very uh, uh, scary. Everybody's kind of freaking out. It's what do we do? What do we do with that? Um so Jack Lock and Saeed tell Rousseau about the hatch and you know what they should do to open it, and Rousseau suggests the dynamite, um, which she takes them to the Black Rock to get that dynamite. Um, other parts in this kind of as we're going along to there to there is. Um, did she suggest dynamite or did Locke suggest dynamite? Locke suggests it. You're right. He says perhaps the dynamite. So then Rousseau yeah. offers to take them to the Black Rock. Um, along with this is trying to get the raft uh, ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. And as they're pushing it along, uh, it slips and the mass breaks um, mm-hmm. and which Sawyer is blamed for that. Um, which do we really know if it was Sawyer's fault or is it just, you know, Michael being upset yeah, that it broke? So. Yeah. I think I, I was like looking at my hair this episode. It's like, that was like one of the last times I think that they actually hadn't let me tie it back. That thing where we're trying to push the, the boat in. Yeah. Also, by the way, one of the background people who's featured in the the first attempt at launching the boat mm-hmm. uh, is my stand-in, Floyd. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Where uh, Where is uh, he located? He's the one who's got long hair and a navy shirt. Okay. Um, the, he gets he, he's like the he's like the only guy on camera, pretty much in focus uh, for a couple shots in. Uh, in that scene, um, and because he he rarely would get, I mean, may, may, after I think after season one, I don't really remember him doing getting much screen time as just uh, you know a flight of eight fifteen or I think he he kind of ends up just doing the um, the stand and stuff, uh, but uh, yeah, he he did have some some featured moments in the, in the, the struggle to push the boat. Well, how long did that scene take? Yeah, did, did you guys actually push it or was it on like some type of dolly system or something? It was a mix of both. There was like, um, there was a thing that it was supposed to slide a bit mm-hmm. uh, when we did it. And, um, there was, but you know, we had to push it a bit as well. Um, but supposedly they made it easy for us to push. Um, I don't remember being very easy. Uh, and there's parts, you know, it's always whenever there's like a technical thing, it's going, mm, this didn't quite go how you imagined it. But, um, but I mean, it was, you know, you, you can't really, you know, we're pretending that we're wedging poles under it and stuff and just trying to create what looks like struggles that aren't really struggles. We're just at, at pretending. Um, the one thing that I was watching is there's a moment where it's like, it's almost like my, my pole snaps or something and I jump back mm-hmm. and uh, I don't even remember doing that part. 
or oh, really? how what what I did in that part to make it look because I was like going, oh that looks pretty good that actually looked like something happened that I was afraid of. like it was dangerous so uh, yeah I, I don't remember anything around that moment that we did that little bit when they when they shot that huh that's funny um uh and so uh, Sawyer feels the blame there and <laughs> um so. and he goes off to try and chop down the tallest uh bamboo stick uh, to make a new mass um and in that scene there's a really um nice uh one of my favorite scenes in the entire series i feel for right. me uh when he reveals uh, to jack as jack's gonna go off to the black rock um that he met christian uh in sydney um just a really sweet scene it still gives me kind of that little you know little gulp in my throat uh misty-eyed uh scene but i thought it was a really awesome scene still holding. yeah when he pulls when he pulls christian the name christian out of yeah. the ether all of a sudden it's like going no, no, no. christian and then and then it's like oh yeah yeah um it's real it's just a really cool scene i i would agree um then uh we also and again what i think i love about exodus is it ties up a lot of the the main driving stories of season one i feel because um, also this episode you have Sun and Jin uh, finally making up um, since they uh, since Jin found out that uh, Sun spoke English, um, yeah. where she makes the book with uh, the phonetic uh, uh, words to to speak English, um, which is pretty awesome. I was going to say something. Uh, was that the scene where Sawyer has his shirt off when he's talking to Jack? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I had to get up and get something, and my daughters and wife were walking around. Uh-huh. I pa- I paused it at a random on that scene, and they all thanked me for that. <laughs> they did. Oh, thanks for pausing it there. <laughs> I was like, you'd come back, and suddenly everyone everyone's sitting on the couch. <laughs> But they, act, they were just standing there staring at this. They go, well, we want to appreciate you. for." They, I think they waited for me to come back so they could thank me, too. I said, oh, no problem. That's why I did it. I go, it wouldn't be funny if I did it with Kate, would it? No, but anyway. <laughs> um, double standards, Jack. Double standards. I, I know how the world works. Uh, I've been married a long time. <laughs> uh, so they uh, go uh, on their way and uh, arsed, um, arsed, uh Request to go along uh, this quest to get dynamite. Um, because... How hard is it to say his name? Ours. Ours. <laughs> well, that was in the that was in the scene. That's why I'm saying. Yes. Yes. Um, um, yeah. I was. Well, first of all, I was thinking about that. I, uh, when when there's when there's four people on a raft uh, who aren't. Um, Sailors, you know, is it really that necessary to to be able to call things port and starboard and aft? <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't it be easier if Sun taught him right, left, front, and back? Because then, when they're not on the boat, they can also still use it. I, you know what? You have a good point because you just be I, like that way or that way or to your right. I didn't even think about that. That's and then when point. we go, we go on this big, they go on this big hike now to where we headed to the Black Rock. I was like, going, man, what is Hurley's contribution on this hike aside from <laughs> an occasional quip? It's like, it's like he's slow, he's scared. What is the, you know? It's like, I was like, man, if Hurley wasn't that popular, there's no reason he'd go on that hike. <laughs> 
Well, Kate, Kate, well, Kate had to beg to get on the hike. You, yeah. did, they just take you. Well, I, I, I just went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was the other thing about my hair. Like I had the ponytail in the previous scene, and then the other scene when we're sitting and uh, we're uh, we're talking to. Are we talking to Arst? It was part where I'm standing standing by a tree, and suddenly I look like I have this freshly showered hair. Like it's like it's like I have this this severe part in the middle, Mm -hmm. and it's really flat to the head. It's kind of maybe it rained for a second. This is the things I wasn't there rain during the during the during the hike. There was rain during the hike. A lot of rain during the hike. That was that was another one of like my funniest memories. It's wow. so it's so hard. It's like it's when you have to work in that rain, mm-hmm. it becomes a big test of morale uh, for in, in your the in your fortitude to just keep your attitude good mm-hmm. and just be like, okay, here we go again. And like you'd go and we'd be sitting in front of heaters, and that would just kind of heat up the water that was already in our clothes. Mm-hmm. And then they would hit us with the cold water again, so it kind of had that that thing like when you were in a jacuzzi and then you go back into the pool. Right. And, uh, and we're just doing that. But I remember at one point, Evangeline, they're like, all right, get ready to turn the rain on. And she starts singing um, a song, basically singing Rain On, the way, uh, basically, to Buddy Holly's rave on, mm-hmm. you know, like rain on a crazy feeling. <laughs> it's like about turning the rain on. Uh, I just remember laughing so hard. At that. <laughs> How many days did it take to film that scene? Because it, it's it seems like there's a lot of walking, and is it the same? Do they do they take you like a hundred yards, and they go, okay, we're going to take you, and then put you in the truck, and we're going to go over here? Or is it just one straight, just the same path, or? The the whole hike? The whole hike. I mean, it just well, seems okay, like... Okay, well, there was, like, one day was, like, the stuff where we're walking on those flat rocks yeah, by right. the ocean. Yeah. Um, and, and especially there's that one part where there's, like, there's this kind of this little green algae kind of patch. Mm-hmm. That part was super slippery. <laughs> <laughs> and a few people um, ate poo on that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then the the hike... When we get to the part where uh, she talks about Montan losing his arm, was a completely different location on a completely different day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the walk where we're getting rained on and the smoke monsters approaching—that's another day. Okay. Um, yeah. So that thing we get that 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 hike is split up over a lot of different locations, which is also one. Designed so that you see different terrains, so it looks like we went pretty far. All right. Plus, the music makes you feel like it went far. I almost get up and start walking when I hear that music. That's what I play whenever I have to go on a hike. I just play that music. Really? And then I can go on the hike. It's it makes it a lot easier. But yeah, so. Arts goes with, I mean, and, and really, I, I think, you know, it's it's obvious you have Hurley go along because just the, the interaction between Arts and Hurley is just so funny. Um, yeah, it is funny. And then it kind of sets up one of the... Yeah, that's, that's because I'm there for flavor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, 
you have one of the greatest lines, and it's in part two, but you know, you got a little arts on you. I mean, I think it sets up one of the funniest lines in the show. Um, like this, but it's so perfect because it's so morbid and hilarious at the same time. Um. <laughs> yeah, shooting that bit was like the, it's like they had a they had buckets of like pink and red latex bits, <laughs> and they would just go. We would like do like do kind of like a, a half fall, like a roll onto our backs, and they would just hit us with it. It wasn't as bad <laughs> as when they were throwing raw chicken at me when Mr. Klux exploded. Uh, Is that, that was sanitary? Worse. That was much worse. <laughs> and there's one there's one take where it's like one hit me kind of late. And I, and, and, and I, and I, <laughs> I, I look off camera at the guy who threw it like... <laughs> Really do. Was that necessary at this point? Did you make him angry or something? Uh, when you think if, if a comet hit him, maybe all the I, I should get hit with cooked chicken. It's true. <laughs> That's a good point. Should be charred chicken. Charred chicken. Burnt chicken. It's another one of the mysteries uh, of the show. Uh, uh, but yes, um, so they actually get to the Black Rock and we discover um, that the Black Rock is, in fact... Uh, not a, a rock. It's not a rock. It is a ship. And brings uh, one of the most cra- most talked about questions on the show up until, until we find the answer. How did, that, how did the Black Rock get there yeah. to the middle of the island? I, I mean, I bet there's a great... I think in the next, the next episode where I said, well, how did it get here? It's like, have, have you been staying on the same island I've been on? Um, yeah. So it's, it's a great... Yeah, I mean, they, quote. Yeah, but it, uh, there were thousands of theories on on what how it got up there. Got there. Um, we also have Rousseau saying that it's uh, a security system, right? Uh, in this episode, yeah, that was definitely one of the things I started going. Oh, yeah, it is interesting to watch it now, mm-hmm. knowing what we know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, um, I remember going to the Sea of Black Rock, and also the whole thing, like um, the amount that was built practically. Yeah, like what was real in that shot? Where it stopped. It's like it went a little bit beyond the opening entrance. Okay. And then they they CGI'd the whole back end of the ship. So the part where it says Black Rock was the CGI'd part? I don't know. I have to look at the... Okay. It looked good. I mean... That is Jorge searching right now. You this is me it. looking up a screen grab of it. <laughs> Images. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that Black Rock part wasn't there. No. Okay. Yeah, I guess I think they put the front and the back on it. Now that I'm looking at, I don't mm-hmm. remember. It was like just like a piece of the middle. Yeah. Cool. Looking for a big picture. There we go. View image. Oh no. Oh. Mm. Now I'm forgetting. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. It looks like the back end was there. I'm looking at this still, and I'm pretty sure that they didn't CGI for the still because they had vines on it. Mm-hmm. So it goes to about. There's like a big giant like tree leaning against it. 
And that's kind of the cutoff point, maybe? That's kind of the point that gives them, so like the mast, mm-hmm. basically beyond that that giant tree that's leaning against it was the part that they painted in later. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, and I think that I think that tree is probably there strategically to put, you know, a, a break in the line to make it a smoother, um, smoother paint. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. I did not know that. Um, I so, did not know that. I did not know that. Uh, and then we go uh, back to the Why? raft, um, <laughs> getting ready to take off. There's a great scene between Walt and Shannon. Right. Um, and it kind of a, a little bit of a tie up for her and Boone um, to a certain degree. But uh, Walt uh, leaves Vincent with Shannon um, and says, you know, Vincent was great for me when I lost my mom and, you know, he'll be there for you. Um, great scene. And uh, just the the whole raft taking off is so, it's music, still moving. The, mu- the music's amazing. It's still a moving scene when Vincent goes out to the raft and, comes back and mm-hmm. um, God, he tells Vince great. he tells Vince to go back and Vincent turns and swims back. I'm like it, that seemed like a like an that wasn't expected to happen, but I'm guessing it had to have been scripted. Had to be so, planned, yeah. but it's just so natural. I don't know. It's just a very very moving scene. So hopeful. Probably one of the yeah. most hopeful moments in the show. Really. Well, it's just every like I said the music, everything going right. The water so clear and it's just perfect scene. Now that that raft, uh, Jorge, was that a true? Like, was there a boat under that so that it could actually float properly? Yeah, I think there was there was like foam inside the pontoons mm-hmm. to make it float properly. Yeah. I always wondered and, if there was like a little motor under there or something. Yeah, I was trying to remember if there was more than one. If they had one, that was. You know, I think they. Yeah, I don't know if there was a motor in it. I think like if they needed it somewhere, they could tow it there and then. Yeah, but I, it was. It was. It was pretty. You know. Yeah. I. I mean, I think the cheat was just kind of putting stuff inside the pontoons so that it would stay up on top of the water and not kind of like sink like halfway down a little bit. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then, then it kind of cuts to the black smoke in the air as that ominous, the others are coming and closes out the episode um, to the flashbacks. We had Walt, uh, Jack Shepard, where we were introduced to Anna Lucia, um, who's one of the tailies. Um, which really, I think, is just there to kind of set us up for her being in season two. I, f- I forgot all about her being in that. Yeah. Um, and then you had uh, Sawyer's uh, flashback uh, where he's kind of being deported. Um, you had Kate Austin, and we kind of find out how she, why that plane was in a safety deposit box. Um, so that was a good uh, reveal there. Um, Do you still think there's more to the story? I mean... I, I keep coming back to this point with her and and the marshal. Now he, he says that he call he, she used to call him. Was there something more there that we never found out, or is just or should I just let it go? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's you'll never get an answer. So I guess it's, it's there, so- is, there is a, like there is a little bit there that kind of like you feel like was there some weird almost 
romantic side to their story, like some messed up relationship thing between them almost. Because it was so personal with him. Yeah, he he was really cranky <laughs> during that scene where he's like, he's like, you want to tell him, Kate? No, you don't want. To, you want to tell? Him? You want to tell? Him? Why don't you tell? Him? Yeah. Why do I need five guns? You want to tell him that? You want to tell him mm-hmm. that one? Which one of these stories do you want to tell, Kate? Yeah. Yeah. I always felt there was more there, and they never. I. It just dropped it, but. I don't. Know. No, I mean, I, I think it's 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 a good point, um, and it could have just been a storyline they kind of brought up, but never um, were able to. Kind I mean, of finish. I I know marshals have a tough job, but they have more than one case. I mean, <laughs> I think every every cop or whatever has their the but one that got away. This is his personal thing. Yeah, yeah, this is his white whale. Yeah, yeah. It's just so he he feels like he's been and when he's t- like you say you just described it. He's t- it's personal with him. It's it's like he's been used by her, and he's just he's. I don't know. It just, it always bugs me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's, I'll move on. No, that's fine. Um, okay, just, then you have uh, Shannon's uh, flashback where you do have Boone uh, coming back for this flashback um, where she uh, also, it's uh, Saeed is involved in it as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. And she's not a very nice uh, move um, to, to stick security um, on him. Uh, and then we close out in this episode with us. Uh, you almost like there's like some moment later because you know that they're going to start, you know. <laughs> you want some moment later, she's like, oh, by the way. Um, sorry. I'm sorry about the airport. <laughs> I mean, if it was a true uh, like rom-com, that would be the moment in the, the romantic comedy where they kind of have their ro- rocky patch. And they're like, I don't know if I can be with Shannon. She did that to me. She's yeah. so racist. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, uh, we close out uh, with a uh, son's flashback uh, as they're waiting. Um, and there's the, the rude uh, couple right next to them. that don't think they speak English. Um, kind of what happens right. with that. But, um, no, just a, a good a good part one uh, to Exodus, and again, what I loved about these two episodes is I how just looking back, I think it really neatly ties up a lot of the season one, the the basic the basic storylines, not the more greater mythology type stuff. But I thought it wrapped things up pretty well for season one. Did you feel bad going back to the raft launch when they take off when for they when they're saying goodbye? No one really says goodbye to Sawyer. Anyone feel bad? Well, he for wanted him? to say goodbye to Kate. He has that scene where he looks off. And, I know he looks for Kate, but but everyone's hugging. Everyone's. I mean, they're all. Even the log peep carrying guys are coming in. They're shaking their hands and stuff like that. But no one really talks to. So I think was it Charlie the only one that. But they're all. They're, but this is like the whole thing is like. Oh wait, the people who are going on the hike, or no, just the people the general. Rats. No, when the when the, the raft went off, launch. yeah, okay. he, he's they're all they're hugging. You know, they're emotional. They're all hugging and stuff like that. And Sawyer, he's he is looking for Kate. You know, he's looking for the, where's Kate. But even then, nobody's really saying they're Sawyer. He's just kind of. I mean, he's earned oh. it. Yeah, they don't really like that much fucking buys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and another thing I forgot to mention is the uh, the messages in a bottle uh, being sent with right. the raft as well. And the last person to give him to would be Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got to have reading material. Um, Jorge, anything else about part one before we get into part two that you'd like to kind of reflect on? Anything you remember? No. Okay, cool. Well, let's go on to part two. And uh, we start out with 
uh, Art's uh, getting blown up as he's trying to uh, show them the correct way of, of transporting. And that um, was a shocking scene. It is. I mean, it, it, it still just, kind of takes me back. It kind of goes, ooh. But because I say something before that? Yeah. It shocked me that Locke really didn't know anything about dynamite. Mm. Because he knows everything. But they, have, they bring Arts along because he know, he's, knows everything. And, and Locke just sits there. I remember there was a um, there was some party or something that we were at all at, and I remember talking to um, Daniel Roebuck because we had already gotten scripts, but I don't think I don't know if he got a full script because it was maybe it was with the family or something. So I think he just got like the parts that included him, and so he hadn't gotten like. And I was like, um. But he knew, I think he knew he was going to die. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you know how it happened? <laughs> he, goes, <laughs> he says, I think I'm going to blow up. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. I says, because I says, I'm talking too much about it. Like I'm saying I'm too, I, I, I'm acting like I know too much about dynamite, that that's not the, it's, 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 it's like, it, it's, he's, it's his destiny that that's how he's going to die. Because he does shake it. He does pull it back like that, but the whole scene though, Locke never really—he looks like he's listening, like he's doesn't. I go, of all people, Locke should know about well, dynamite. I mean, does he knows has, everything. Has to do anything with a walkabout, or you know, being out in the woods in the wilderness? No, he knows dynamite. every. He does he know everything on this island? But most of it has to do with survival type stuff, and that's dynamite. You don't really. He knows. He has. He's the old wise, bald wise man on the island. He knows everything. He knows nothing about dynamite. I think you're picking this one too far no, apart. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it isn't so much necessarily if he knows anything or not, as much as it's it's Art's taking charge as the expert in the scene. We well, wants to be part of the clique. Being so smart. Too smart for his own good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, Rousseau leaves before this. Um, Somewhat mysteriously, we find out why later. Um, but yes, Ars explodes. Um, <laughs> I don't know why we're laughing. It's in real life. Well, I, I, again, I, it's, it's it's one. It's funny because Ars. It's it is ironic. It's an ironic death in that <laughs> he is this expert, but you know he's the one that gets blown up by. It's it. also funny when he blows up. There's that little flame in yeah. where he yeah. where he where he stood. That's like <laughs> it's a weird kind of like uh, it's it, it's a kind of a comical explosion. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's like smithereens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's um, no, there's no like shoes. No, and with like feet in them or anything like. I mean, it's it's it's, with it's smoke a comic, out of shoes. It's, it's it's a very comical explosion. It is, and and at the same time, it also sets up the seriousness and severity of why they have to be very careful with with the. Dynamite. Well, he does explain that that's what could happen. Mm-hmm. And he was right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then uh, we go back and uh, Rousseau uh, kidnaps, uh, steals Claire's baby. Um, and is this where you start? You started finding out that Claire was. Is this where you stop your? Uh, this is where I kind of started making fun of Claire. She kind of she she got it a little annoying to me. I think starting well, at this they, point, they, for me. they took her baby. I mean, this is, to I be get fair, it. I get but this because you used to be in love with her, and then you kind of now that you have a baby, I understand more as a father yes. now. So now do you feel bad for all those years making fun of her? 
well, this, but this was the start too. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Don't tell me how to raise my baby. It's my baby. <laughs> You got to throw Charlie in there because Charlie tries to calm her down. Don't try, man. Don't tell me, Charlie. <laughs> but it, but it's just I always feel bad for Charlie because he only wants to love and care, and she always pushes okay, him away. Now you now you now that you have a baby, mm-hmm. and sometimes your wife, you know, around she's tired, mm-hmm. she's stressed out. Do not get yelled at sometimes because I'm not throwing calling at them saying because it's happened to me. I had had kids. Sometimes you get you're sitting there like going, and sometimes you just have to take it. Listen, I get that, but at least sometimes, you know, my wife pretends to like me at some points in time, so that's nice. But Claire never gives Charlie the time of day, I feel, in their entire relationship. Like, oh, she, she does. She him. gave him some time. The fake peanut butter and all that stuff. Come that on. That was when she was pregnant. Once she had the baby, she was done. You change sometimes. Women, their hormones change. They, they Things happen. I don't know. Oh, hey, what are you saying on this? Well, I have a question. Well, no, I don't, I don't stand around that. I'm just thinking the um, – but I'm like – because like, I know there's a separate segment of this show that's like wanting answers. Yeah. And I have a question. So I'm like going – I don't know if it's like I bring it up now or do I, I save it, it for then. It's fine. But I just sit and like going, okay, so who lit the black smoke fire? I assume it's still the others because – uh, so the purpose of the black smoke fire? To, I thought it was Rousseau. No, but, but but why? But Rousseau, what? So she lit the fire and then brought the baby to the fire because she thought that would call attention to herself. She, she thought it would bring the others there, wouldn't it? Now, the I, others would be like, "Oh, what's this fire doing here?" Yeah, and there's no one here right now. I think. It, How long should we wait for someone to show up? Maybe to this fire. I think it was more. It wasn't she did it. It's the others put it there to distract. Um. Or to maybe enforce the raft to go out so that that way they could take Walt with less people. Um, and so it would be easier to kidnap Walt. But if they were going to do that, why was, uh, the, why was that, there both? That why is was, a very stretchy theory. Yeah. It's pretty I'm, good. But, but, it, but that, it is you know, going, wow, that's a lot. That's, a, that's, a, that's, 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 that's borderline crackpot. That, <laughs> so they lit a fire to literally light a fire under our butts about <laughs> getting the raft out yeah they, well why would okay because now you gotta hope that rousseau sees the fire runs to the, the beach no, and no, tell no, them, I, I, hey that's the others lighting the fire because they're gonna come get you now here's the thing here's the thing i'm not assuming that they did all that to get rousseau to say these things but putting the fire causes or having the black smoke causes a little bit of, you know being scared uh concern so it might instigate the raft being pushed out quicker. But they, but they already knew they had to do it because Arts had told them that was uh, monsoon season coming up. I know, I know up. but it kind of it, it, it accelerates and it gets people kind of scared okay, so that way they, they'll be able to divide and conquer. If, if they easy. knew that, how come their boat, Tom Friendly's boat, was so far away from the raft? How come they had, they needed this flare gun to find it? Because they're trying to find this uh, this raft. There's nothing showing this raft. Well, I'm just saying, if 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 you're if you're that's your goal, then your boat should be out somewhere where okay, they're off far enough where they can't see. Okay, all right, they're launching the raft. Let's go get the boy. But again, I look at listen. We, and how did they how did they know the boy was going to be on the raft? Because they've been they have spies. They they know what's going on. Okay. Listen. Well, it's, I figured they had to wait till night. That the part of their bit was to do it in the cover of darkness. Exactly. Because okay. All right. One flashing the light in their faces that kind of throws them so they can't see who's really on the boat. They can't see how far they are away from the island either. Exactly. I'm going to say Rousseau set the fire. 
And hold on, hold on. We know. <laughs> so she sets the hold on. So so uh, okay, go ahead. Do yours first. Now we also know that Ben Linus is the people leading the others at this point, and that's a that's a total mind game move that Ben Linus would play. Well, we don't know that because Ben Linus didn't even exist in the writer's mind yet. I know, but I'm just saying. Looking back now, we can Again, place him there. You're 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 creating. You're giving them the help. <laughs> no, or you're creating history that doesn't exist. <laughs> No. Okay, but hold on. Rousseau lights the fire on some kind of time delay. So she's like, she's got like a magnifying glass and like a thing all set up. She's like, okay, good, Eddie, steady, balanced, good. Now I'm going to go into the the camp Um, so that the fire will finally get lit and then people will run away and then I'll come back and steal the baby. And because I'm causing this fire, the others are going to go meet me at the fire for some reason. That seems more far-fetched to me. No, I think that's... They're both incredibly (laughs) (laughs) far-fetched. But see, remember... They're both winners. (laughs) Okay. Remember when when, uh, Charlie gets knocked down by the... He picks up the fake baby and and the rocks fall on him. And Mm -hmm. and what what has Saeed said? She's been on this island. She's very smart. She's very clever at putting... She's clever at doing traps and stuff like that. She survived for 16 years. Her her theory was to get them scared, to get them out of the way, so there's less people involved, to give her a better chance of stealing but the baby. Where giving this the, big sulfur rock uh, that could just generate is, black what, smoke for Where does she come up with this idea? Of, I mean, where, like, how does she has had that, that if she lights a fire, that the others will go and wait by the fire till she shows up well, why, to why? trade her a teenager for a baby? But why weren't there any others there waiting to capture the people that came to the fire? Because they didn't care about that. They didn't want any. They didn't want Aaron. They wanted Walt. I get. They, I get. They wanted Walt, but she wanted. She thought. I, I still say it's her. I still say she did it. She needed to get. The, she needed to get the people freaked out, right? Mystery which ha- dies with the show. What happened? Why? What happened? <laughs> what ha- this what fire? Ha- <laughs> did it? I mean, it's like who built this fire? The only like the only purpose of this fire is yes, that what it makes us do, but we don't know how it got there and why. Yeah, right. But it did work. It, which plan worked best, though? I guess they both worked. Exactly. I'm saying that's the other's plan. It makes more sense to be an other's plan. Which plan worked best? Did Rousseau's plan? No, Rousseau's plan didn't work. Yeah. Well, she, Rousseau's she did, plan no. was that the others would be there in open arms. We're like, great, bring us a baby. But, but her plan was to steal the baby. Well, wait a second. So her plan did work because it freaked them out, separated them, got everybody, less people on the around. Because she didn't, she didn't get Alex back. She got the baby, but she... oh, wait a second! When Ben steals her baby, uh huh, is there any fire distraction like that? Ah, that's uh. a good point because then we'll know for a fact if it was another maneuver. But I don't remember that. I don't remember if there was smoke or not. I can't remember that. We're gonna take heat for that not remembering. But you're right, though. If there was the smoke, then then you know that it was the others. Or you know, or you know, it was Russo thinking that's how she, they would know to come to that spot. And you know what's well? Here's another problem too. She knows where the others are at. Why didn't she just take the uh, Aaron to the other Otherton? She knew where they were at. But didn't right? they have the fences that surrounded the the anti monster smoke? I, I, I saw Claire climb, uh, Kate climb over a tree and avoid it. That's true. That's true. Russo's been on that island for 16 years. She knows the yeah. deal. But that's what I'm saying. So then why do the smoke? I think that's the others made the smoke, so that's why she took the baby there. 
I think so. There's like a whole another other show where they light this fire for some reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm independent, a, just like they're just like doing like a, I don't know, whatever. Burn. And then and, and well, and we're going crazy about it. But they're like, what? It's just a fire. <laughs> this is the beauty of the show, though. It's just a fire on sticks. You just light a fire on sticks. But all, all these years later, we're still, we can't decide. We can't agree on it. Uh, I don't know. And, and, and you can't light that fire on the ground. Well, it's got to be on sticks. It well, has to be to get well, the right well, type of well, smokiness to the, the smoke. But, it, but it's also on the beach. What? The what are you the, talking about smokiness to the smoke? You, that's what you need. It's, you need it's, like a, have... it's like three sticks and like a rock on it. Yep. And then the fire on top of it. Yeah. You can't that's... just do the rock. On the sand and then no. the fire. What if no, the tide? Need, what if the tide came in? Well, and not only fire that, out, but you need the oxygen underneath the rock to get the right smokiness texture. There you go. All right, that <laughs> that we that, that that we agree on. I made all that texture. Gotcha. <laughs> but I think that because it had to be up because of the tide. Okay. Uh, Water comes in, it puts out the fire, right? Oh man. Anywho, um, I, I think I'm right. That is a better answer, but. <laughs> I, I don't think she was expecting the fire to last that long uh, alright well that concludes part one of our lost podcast uh, looking back on the exodus uh, finale to season one with Jorge Garcia uh, next week we will conclude with part two of this podcast um, where we'll continue to look at exodus uh, talk about what's coming up on the lost podcast and we'll have a special surprise that Jorge brought to us be sure to check out The Wedding Ringer, which, op- which opens up tomorrow uh, in theaters everywhere. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hasta luego and goodbye. <laughs>